podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome uh, back to the Big Strong S Boys podcast. Difficult one, this one, isn't it? Um, don't even really know where to start. It's going to be a, an hour of football chat um, from four probably quite miserable blokes. But lots of people have been messaging us non-stop since defeat to, to Southampton asking when on earth this podcast is out. So we thought we'd best do it. Um I won't lie, it's been a pretty dreadful weekend as well for, for all my sporting teams. Um, of course, Leicester losing, my Sunday league team losing. I work for a rugby league team. They lost pretty badly this weekend. So I won't lie, for the last 24 hours, I've been finding many ways to distract myself away from talking less. I even muted myself from pretty much every group chat I'm in because I didn't want to read the misery and, and doom. I can understand why it's there. Of course I can. It's been pretty crap. So for the last 24 hours, I've been um, on Chelsea's Twitter feed. Lots of people may have seen this, but I've replied to every single post and picture of Ben Chilwell and Wesley Fofana with emojis of snakes. Um, And I've just replied to a Wesley Fofana tweet and I've now been abused by a barrage of the Chelsea Twitterati and one person has just said I look like a sex offender. So um, that's how my weekend's been. Um, (laughs) Jack, happy birthday, mate. How's your weekend been? Thanks, mate. Bloody good-looking sex offender. If you are one, uh, you're not. Um, oh, am I? No, 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 you're not. No, I'm not. Uh, if, thanks, mate. Uh, <laughs> Leicester have absolutely once again ruined my weekend um, mm. completely. Uh, yeah, that, like, yeah, I feel like I've been quite spoiled this weekend. But um, it's a shame I've not been spoiled by my football team because they were dire. Um, so yeah. Don't know what sure. to say apart from that. Yeah, I mean, what I'm going to do is probably throughout the course of the next probably 15, 20 minutes is find as many ways possible to to not talk about the game. Um, of course, we will get around to it at some point. But Jordan, what have you done for the last 24 hours, mate, to, to almost distract yourself? Or have you not wanted to distract yourself? Have you been wanting to kind of just shout at anyone who will listen about what you had to watch yesterday? Um, I've barely spoke about it, really. Um Annoyingly, our game was off this morning because we couldn't get a referee. Um, so he just went down the pub and played a bit of pool. Uh, yesterday, didn't go to the game, actually. Did a 90k uh, bike ride for um, Alzheimer's research, which was uh, good man. A, a worthy cause in Cambridge. It was, it was a good ride, but it was a, a bit chilly and a bit windy. And then, unfortunately, uh, came back and watched Leicester lose uh, again. Um, and then to compound my misery, I woke up. Um, I thought Dad might get me a curry, and, and he got a Chinese, and that that really hit home. Um, what a bad day it had been. But other than other than that, other than the football, as usual, it's been it's been quite a good weekend. Right. First question, Rick. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you, mate. 
<laughs> we've been having some technical problems um <laughs> rick i want to know what you've been doing for the last 24 hours um right well what have i been doing i've been fuming mate <laughs> with the football hang on one second because darcy just yeah i mean the only reason why i've not launching straight in with seven bells of shit here is because <laughs> it's Jack's birthday and I'm trying to be positive and I've done him a few words, Ric Flair's poetry corner. Um, but yeah, yesterday was pretty, pretty atrocious. I know we can probably in a couple of days time dissect it a bit better and the performance perhaps wasn't as bad as others this season, but you know, Oh, is there really any positives right now when, we're, we're in such a, a, a bad state. But, um, yeah, last 24 hours I've just been looking after children, ranting about Leicester to anyone, usually myself. Um, I, do you know what? This is no word of a lie. I rang me mum up yesterday. Did you? Just to see whether I actually exist. Because what I'm watching at the minute is beggar's belief. And I just I was like, is this real? I'm, honestly, are we having to put up with this shit? So, yeah. Yeah, no, I think um, positives is probably a difficult one, isn't it, to find? Um, yeah, I'm not sure if anyone's going to dig around. Actually, interestingly, I know Jack's prepared a PowerPoint presentation, which we'll get to shortly. So um, for people listening on the podcast at the moment, um, go watch on, on YouTube and you'll be able to watch Jack's PowerPoint presentation, which I'm very much looking forward to. Um, also, need to mention as well, lots of people over the course of the last few months have been saying we need to get on Apple um, Podcasts. We have now done that. So whatever way you're listening to us, if you would ordinarily listen on Apple and you'd rather do that, um, you now can do that. Just the usual way. Search Big Strong Leicester Boys podcast. Um, also, I want to mention something again, which isn't about Leicester. And that is Chelsea. I know I've mentioned it already. I'm sounding a little bit obsessed. Um, but of course, they beat Leeds at the weekend 1-0. Uh, lads, it was their third win in 16 games. You know, this is a, a team which probably had aspirations of winning a trophy at the very least this season have spent um, somewhere close to a billion pounds and they narrowly edged past relegation threatened leads at home by a solitary goal. And if anyone's seen their Twitter feed over the last 24 hours, and I say, I know I sound like the celebration police here, but it's as if they've won the bloody world cup. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, can, I, can I just say something on the celebration, please? Because yeah. that is the best Twitter account going. It is. Just, just alone for the picture of Richard Keyes. It's <laughs> utterly sensational. Like, I do have a point, does, though. I don't, have you yeah. seen Chelsea's feed? It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, just, just to get away, like the, the Twitter police, uh, the Twitter celebration police do great work. And if you don't follow them, you should. Yes. Because that'll cheer up your day. But I, I haven't actually seen that. The only time I've seen their feed is you commenting on it with snake emojis. <laughs> yeah. So, the problem is, is that you know how the internet works when you start commenting on things. It now starts appearing on my feed more because they think obviously I'm a fan. Are you getting are you getting links to like you know at Chili Fans Twenty One yeah. or something? I, which I, is I'm now a getting load everything. Of teenagers with, yeah. Yeah. But, but I don't follow any of these accounts. So now all, all now all Twitter's doing is just putting it more on my feed, which means that I'm if it's possible to run out of snake emojis, I think that's probably going to happen in the next week. So I think it's best uh, if anyone who looks after that Chelsea at, um, Twitter account just to block me and save me from myself. Um, but that's what I've been doing to, to distract myself for the last 24 hours. I am actually now going to stop doing that um, because it is quite unprofessional and I had to remind myself that I am, in fact, 33 years old. Um, right. Is there anything else anybody wants to talk about before we talk about Leicester? No, actually, Jack, come on, tell us what you've been up to with, with, with your birthday. You, you, is this the the big green thing, the barbecue? 
Yeah, I bought I bought a big green egg. Well, I didn't buy. My wife bought me a big green egg for my birthday. Mm. Uh, sort of. I don't know whether it was her algorithms went mental after you know Rick started talking about egging and things like that. But <laughs> yes, um, I was very chuffed <laughs> with that. So uh, even though it's about five degrees, we got the barbecue out today. Nice. Um, never too early for the barbecue. I now stink of charcoal. Um, the worst things you can smell of. Um, anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, I've. Uh, I'm very, I'm very happy actually. I got barbecue and I got an ice bath in my backyard. What more could a 35 year old bloke want? Exactly. Um, and obviously, Jack, with it being your birthday, of course, Rick has um, prepared you a poem. When would you like your poem? Would you like it at the end or or now? I, I, I don't know. Uh, like Rick, what have you got a preference, you, Rick? Yeah, I'll, I'll go off Rick because he he knows what words it is. Am I going to be offended and storm out? Or no, it... no, no. I think you should like it. Should we do it now? Let's get it over and done with. Then we can get to the negativity part of the podcast, which is Leicester <laughs> City Football Club. Right. Are you ready? I'm, I've had to switch screens, so hopefully you can still hear me and I've not cut I, off. Okay. You, so. You've gone portrait, which ruins it a little bit for people watching on YouTube. But... And it also right. looks like you're shouting because you're frozen, but that's quite appropriate. <laughs> but it, but, okay. it's, it's but you can still hear me, yeah? important thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, what? If I turn it that way, is that better? Well, it's not turning because it's frozen. <laughs> so. oh, hang on, is that there's no way of me being able to read this? Well, uh, while okay, you, you just while you do that, do you want me to to play out some of the little sound clips I've got? Which um, um yeah, do that whilst I try and sort this. I, mean, I think Darcy's running wild as well. In the, I, yeah, no, sorry, I, I didn't know who Graham Torrington was. <laughs> How do you not That's know criminal. Graham Torrington? No, I didn't, I didn't know because you made a joke the other day being like when we had Graham Smith on, it'd be like, oh, it's not Graham Torrington, is it? I was like, mm. I don't know. Uh, I mean, but you're, 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 you're 35, right, Jack? So it's yeah. so no, for, for, for the younger listeners here, they probably don't know who Graham Torrington is. And um, for the older people, he was basically the the dear Deirdre of, of local radio for years and years and years. I think it was, it was Late Night Love, wasn't it? On from 10pm uh most weekdays and yeah I, I must have listened to that a million times where it was on the way home from some kind of sports club or i remember the first time when i was a teenager and i was allowed like a, a radio in my room listening to, to graham Tarrington before i went to bed um yeah mate he's a legend he's an icon yeah well i know he is now and i i, I think we do follow him on twitter but um yeah i didn't i didn't know who he was before so that's um yeah, it's been a bit of good addition to my life, really, just, you know, over the last few weeks. Right, so we've got some sound bites um, throughout the course of... Well, I think we're just going to start using them in general now, again, just to, to lighten the mood a little bit. Um, I added this one on the end of last week's podcast. Um, this is the legend that is Nigel Pearson, um, which we can use, I think, now um, fairly frequently. Apologies for last night. So. <laughs> Do you know what game that was after, by the way? Or what no, was the, it, the context it wasn't, of that? it wasn't after a game. It was after he, he was apologising to someone. It was after the Chelsea game when he had, you know, when he had, uh, when he said waxing or waning prick. Um, <laughs> I have an encyclopedic knowledge of all the uh, of all the press conferences over that period. Yes, yeah. it's one of the greatest things. But um, yeah, that was. I'm uh, someone will now say you've got it wrong, but I'm pretty sure he had a go at some Irish. Uh, journalist and said, "Have you watched ah, us this season?" Yes, it was Pat. No, no, I don't think it was Pat was it Murphy. Not? I think it was the Chelsea one because it was midweek, and then we had a game like not long after that. And he um, he had a right go at someone, and then he's uh, he's gone in the next morning and you know in, owned up for his mistakes and right. apologised. I think. Correct me okay. if I'm wrong. Someone, you're li- someone, 
Yeah, if, if anybody will. knows for for a hundred percent certain, let us know. Um, I've got this one as well, which may be lost on some people. Um, but this one makes me laugh. Um, this was from Love Island about five or so years ago, maybe even more. Do you want me to rap anyone? Live for me a bit. No, we don't. <laughs> Always makes me smile. It was Chris Hughes about five years ago having a massive argument and yeah yeah that was Danny me. Ward in the changing rooms after the game last night well, exactly I think little clips like this is ideal and also we've got this one for no real reason we just think it's funny come on who are you then Ronnie Pickering oh Ronnie Pickering oh Ronnie Pickering who the fuck's that yeah me <laughs> I mean I suppose we could use that as the new who are you music couldn't we yeah yeah, yeah that would it would fit in and mm. people would welcome a change well you say that Harry Pickering who played for Blackburn scored yesterday and every time uh, he was on TV, I kept shouting, <laughs> Pickering at the TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and the good thing is we've managed to play three sound bites and now Rick's disappeared. Exactly. Um, yeah. Rick, can you hear us? He's, he's, I think I think he's um, parenting once again. Um, wow, I think we've done about 15 minutes yet and we've, we've not actually done anything about the game so far. I have to say, I'm enjoying this a lot more than... I predicted um, I would. I think it's probably going to get a little bit more miserable. But of course, you've still got this as well. <laughs> yeah, the, one that, the one that kicked it all off. Yeah. Which Is that Jordan... the last goal we scored in the Premier League? They just played oh. that. No, um, no. They scored a couple after that. Yeah. But, no, but when we play against the Chelsea, game. they're like the man on the PA will just be doing that constantly, trying to like. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get us to find one to stick one in the net. Oh, the thing I'll go up there and just keep pressing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So look. Um, of course, we are going to talk about the game very, very shortly. We are um, going to get Jack's PowerPoint presentation, which I'm looking forward to. We're going to get Rick's poem um, for Jack's birthday. Um, I stuck on Twitter yesterday after the game a question about the manager because, of course, that's going to dominate things once again. Um, so what I've said is is if it happens, if Brendan does lose his job, who do you want in? And um, please make it realistic. And I have to say, um, lots of the, the comments and suggestions weren't particularly realistic, but I don't think the, the options are particularly um, long anyway. But we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, Rick, are you back with us now? Are you ready for your poem? I am. I'm so sorry, lads. You're all right. I, I am ready. I've, uh, I've managed to get the poem <laughs> up so that you can still see me landscape. OK, are you ready Beautiful. for it then? Yes, mate. Yeah? Right. Okay, then. Happy birthday, Jack. Today you're 33. Watching Leicester this season is like contracting BSE. All four of us share a condition called IBS, <laughs> otherwise known as permanently having the shits. Come on now, Brendan. I'm begging you. It's time to call it quits. I've never met a man who's got a bigger dislike for Aston Villa. They've got the footballing ability of Momo Silla. <laughs> <laughs> they, this year, poor Jack has moved back to Leicester from Kentish Town, and sadly, it's the season that Leicester are on the verge of going down. Cheer up, though, mate, because when you're 34 and we're in the Championship, we'll still have to put up with that crap little clap he does on those heinous chap lips. Every weekend <laughs> on the pod, you can find the four of us bickering and playing voice over notes of Ronnie Pickering! Who? <laughs> <laughs> well, my friend the end wonderful wonderful great work rick and now we're going to point out that inaccurate. yeah that jack's actually 35 today but let's not did, let's not facts yeah. get in the way of a good poem i did lose well, two yeah, years I mean that... due to covid so i'd still say i'm 33 yeah yeah <laughs> but we do all have ibs 
Yeah. Do you know the worst thing? The worst thing. You know, like you know the the age brackets that you get, um, and you have to fill in how old you are. I'm in a new age bracket now. So it used to be like 25 to 34. I'm now 35 to 44. So. I think that puts me in like a high risk or a higher risk health category. So I should mm. probably start doing all sorts of stuff. But yeah. that was a yeah. moment when, um, with your rail cards, when you would go over, is it, is it something to 30? It's and 30. Then, yeah. And so yeah. that's long gone now. But I tell you what, Jack, good news. If you want to do high rocks, mate, you go up into the older category now. The elite, the, what, the middle elites or whatever yeah. it is. You, you yeah. say you move up into the 35s. I think that's, that'd be so good. I mean, for I you. get to keep my top on. Like everyone has to keep their top yeah. on in that yeah. age group. Yeah. Okay. When you get over 35, you know, it's, you get the option whether to keep your vest on or not. Mm. Good. Like I said, Jake, I'm considering it. I, honestly, all that. I'm considering it. I think that the Big Strong Leicester Boys podcast um, doing high rocks is absolutely what we need to do. Um, to be honest, mainly I'm considering it so that when you go away, we can still get you on the podcast because <laughs> we can bring our kit and we can all be there. Well, I have mentioned I'm going to, to Malaga in five weeks. So I'm away again that weekend. So either we all go to Malaga and compete in high rocks and then we can do the podcast there or um, you're going to have to make do without me again. And it'll be a little phone call in. So five weeks, boys. Got plenty of time to drain. We'll be down by then anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We won't we be doing be. podcasts by then. We'll all have enough. Um, right. I, I think probably close to 20 minutes now we've been doing. We haven't spoke about the football. Should we do it? We're going to have to. Right. Go on, then. Um, I don't even know where to start, to be completely honest, other than the fact that it wasn't very good. Um, I have got something in terms of, stuff I want to get off my chest, which I'll probably hold back for a little while. Um, I think the, the the concern or the frustration was is that once again, uh, we dominated early on and, and didn't take the lead. And the moment Southampton scored, um, we lose the game. And I think it's just the Villa game, isn't it? Where we've, where we've not lost the game of football, where we've, where we've gone behind, which is well, actually sorry, the Spurs one as well. Um, but still point being is it's, it's an alarming issue with this club, isn't it? And with this team that they just can't seem to ever bounce back. Um, when they go behind, you know, the, the mental strength of this side is is pretty appalling. And unfortunately, I do put that at Brendan Rodgers' door. Um, lots of things I don't necessarily do. Uh, but I did say during the week when I was with Owen on uh, When You Smile In Podcast, I said it was a must-not-lose game. If we did lose, I would then finally say publicly that I think it's time for Brendan to go. And, and that's where I'm at, boys. Who wants to step up first? I mean, I, I, was, I probably had better, seeing as though I am firmly in the minority, certainly on this podcast. Um, I thought yesterday, performance-wise, the performance was okay. Um, not brilliant, but certainly good enough, I thought, to get three points. Um, certainly good enough to get a point out of the game. Um, if you look at the 11 that was chosen, other than Christensen, it was the same team that hammered Tottenham. Um, so we know exactly what this team's capable of when they finish their chances. Um, and I did prepare some stats, but I've been blown out of the water by Jack's PowerPoint presentation. But if you look at uh, up to and <laughs> including Crystal Palace, we created the most chances out of all nine teams that are, I think are in the relegation battle. Now, we didn't hit the target with any chance. And that isn't the manager's fault. Um, you know, first 20 minutes or so, first half an hour, we were the better side. Um, Ricardo had a, 
an opportunity, I think, where he was caught in two minds whether to shoot or pass. I think that was just down to lacking match practice, to be honest. I agree. Yeah. Um, then the the Ian Acho header, I know, Jake, you said the cross came in at pace, but watching it back, I mean, that that's absolutely criminal. I would say that um, Vardy would have scored that. Uh, prime Vardy would have. The Vardy we're seeing at the minute, mm. um, I think it's time for him to hang up his boots, to be honest. Um, especially at Leicester, unfortunately. Um, my only, well, not my only concern, the, the penalty came from Mendy, who could have drove forward and carried the ball 20, 30 yards out, stopped, turned around, passed it back to Castagna. Yeah. All he could do was launch it downfield. And, you know, it is a penalty as a defender. I've been in that situation. I'm sure you have, Jake, but it's very difficult to control where your arms are going in that situation. But it is a penalty. Um, I was delighted for Ward um, to make the save. But the problem was that that woke them up a little bit, gave them a bit of confidence. Yeah, it did. Um, the goal, their goal, Ian Acho gave the ball away, not strong enough, couldn't hold the ball up. Um, Suter was caught in two minds, I think, whether to press high with Fez, who all he does is press high, and if he doesn't get the ball, they're pretty much in. Um, and I think Ward came in, to be honest, for a bit of unfair stick for the goal, because if that's Casper, I don't think anyone says a word about that, to be honest. Um, I think Ward's just got that reputation. And then in the second half, I thought we were better again in the second half. Ian Acho's missed an absolute sitter at the back post. Um, for me, the worst of the three is the goalkeeper gives it on the edge of the box and he just, just pass it in the corner, mate. He just blazes it over the bar. Now, I said yesterday, three chances, guilt-edge chances. They're three of the best chances I've seen all season. And a capable striker scores one. A good striker gets two, and a proper, proper Harry Kane striker gets three. And he's missed all three. Now, the same people that want Rogers out were saying start Ian Acho. So he started Ian Acho, and he's cost us the game single handedly, in my opinion, because he's missed three sitters and give the ball away for the goal. It was a true one out of 10 performance, if I'm being honest. And then the suitor one, I felt sorry for him because the keeper came out and he. All he needs to do is head it down and it's in, but that's just the way it's going for us at the minute. Um, but my main concern is um, is turning these performances into points. And that's why I'm, I'm still positive, because I still think the performance level's there. But against Man United in the first half, we missed two great chances. Barnes missed two great chances at Forest. Rick mentioned earlier, Fulham at home, we battered them. And there are probably others. I think the performance level is there, but we're not picking up the points. We're not scoring goals. We're not clinical enough. Um, and, you know, the Tottenham game is an example. If everything goes right, what we can do. But that kind of, to me, has the hallmarks of a side that are just obviously bereft of confidence. But, you know, those teams that just completely go to bits at the end of the season. That seems like it could be us at the minute. Um, obviously, the injuries are a worry. And his kind of refusal to change the system. I can't believe yesterday he didn't put Ricardo and Castagna out wide in a three-four-three or a three-five-two, which he did a lot in the in the COVID season. Um, and he seemed to refuse to do that. I mean, I can't believe Ianacho played ninety minutes, to be honest. But that said, I, I mean, I still think we'll stay up. I mean, we're definitely in a relegation scrap now. There's no no two ways about it. And the, the result against Blackburn and Southampton, that's a really bad week. The results against United and Arsenal, you can kind of let off a little bit, but the last two, you can't. So 
Look, with two points clear with the game in hand, I would still stick with the manager for now. Um, but it, it, it's very worrying. We've, at the end of the day, you just cannot afford to miss chances like that at that level. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, Jack, we'll come to you. Um, do you want to do your thoughts on the yeah, game? Can, can you get the slides or... up? Yeah. So I think it's appropriate just to follow okay. uh, George Good. after that. Because... Uh, George, I admire George's optimism, but uh, I, I, you know, and I really hope I'm wrong on this. And if I am wrong, any anyone implicated in this presentation has my permission to egg me. Like <laughs> they can egg me if this if this goes wrong. So but, you, are you saying if Leicester stay up, we can egg you? Yeah. Fine. Oh wow! Brilliant. Wow. What, what I, I will I will take an egging. I will take an egging for Leicester City to stay in this league. That's how much it means to me. All right. Wow. So, so we should mention we, now on on YouTube we are seeing a slide produced by Jack Holmes labelled right. titled "Reasons We're Going Down." Jack, talk us through your presentation, please. Um. Well, the first the title of the presentation is "Reasons We're Going Down" because we are <laughs> going down. Um. You can sack the manager. Might be the right thing to do. We'll still go down. There is. Um, Tell me when I need to move the slides on. By there, the way, there are a number of reasons why. I'm going to explain. This is uh, attempting to be comprehensive, but does, it will not be comprehensive because there are many, many reasons we're going down. But I'll go to the first reason. Um, and I think the slides. No, it doesn't say <laughs> Brendan Rogers. Uh, there's a picture of Brendan Rogers. There are two things Brendan, in my opinion, gets wrong. One, he cannot keep anyone fit. I mean, he can't keep himself fit by the looks of it. They're all getting injured in training. Um, and it has been a perennial problem for the best part of three years. He sacked the physio. Um, it, it's it's gone on long enough to know that he obviously works them too hard in training to keep them fit. The players look like they're on their last legs. And um, and yeah, that, that's the first reason I would say uh, Rogers is implicated. Hold on that slide. The second reason Rogers <laughs> is implicated is I think he's lost complete confidence in himself, to be honest. He did some interview last week saying, I basically need to become a new manager in the summer. I'm sorry, what? Like, you can't reinvent yourself entirely, but he's basically saying that. And that says to me, he knows deep down he has done it. Um, we may be on a bit of hope that he gets here to the end of the season, but one way or another, I think he's run to the end of the cycle. We gave him a five and up. We gave him a five and a half year contract, but it was basically a six year contract. Far too long for a manager, really. Six year contracts don't really exist. I think the average is about three. Um, it's too long. Um, and uh, and yeah, that's that's reason number one. Reason number two. There you are, sir. Uh, whatever happened in the summer but or, or what didn't happen in the summer. Momentum is um, very important in football and we had an opportunity to address that in the summer. I still maintain, I think Rogers was right. We needed a total reset in the summer. You can't do that in January. There evidently was a way of spending money. Um, whatever happened in the summer, just it might be hindsight. If you're running a football club, you go, oh, it's very easy for you to say that. Yeah. I did say it at the time. Um, we needed, Rogers was right when he said we need at least five new players. Um, we still do. The new boys have come in and they've, They've been okay. I think Tete, you know, in in bits. I'm not going to hammer any of them. I think it's difficult to come into a poorly performing side. It's far too late. And whatever happened in the summer, um, we've completely lost momentum and heads have dropped. Um, and reason number three, if you just flip on. Sorry. 
That's the right. first, f- first Next slide, please. Presentation. The, the, the management of the squad, too many of the players don't want to be here. And this probably is the last reason why I am terrified. I the It doesn't matter to the players. About 50% of them will find new clubs. The ones that are still here are probably championship players anyway. Um, and uh, maybe not maybe not Suter and Christiansen. Um, I don't think Suter was particularly good. And I don't... I mean, it's that... It's that unfortunate thing on his neck that's done him for the uh, the header on the uh, that hit the bar yesterday. But I, you know, like, but beyond that, Vardy barely looks a championship player now. Um, well, Barnes just, maybe. Jack, we Go decided on. to give him a new contract. Yeah, well, and he yeah, one goal in the Premier yeah. League. Whose idea was that? Well, I don't know. But anyway, the manage, management of the squad not very good. So, in conclusion, uh, we're going down. We might sack the manager. Might not. Um, it's better that I get at peace with it at the moment. If we stay up, it will be the most satisfying and happy egging of my life. Um, but thank you for listening to my TED Talk. Wonderful stuff. Um, Rick, before we come to you, mate. Um, yep. Lads, are we all in agreement, by the way, that we don't think Brendan is actually going to get sacked um, today or or this week? We still we all think he's going to get Chelsea. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think they'll sack him. Till the end of the year, to be honest. Well, the end of the season. Sorry, not the end of the year. The end of the season. And we've just got to stay in this division. It, it might and do. Why, goes... why is there a squeaking oh, like pink I was going to say, uh, yeah. lads, do you want to talk amongst yourself? I think it may be because my battery is running out. Okay. So, Rick, do you want to get off your chest? And I'm just going to sort this out. I'll be back in about five. This is good, we'll isn't it? Will do, yeah. So, yeah, just I'll give my thoughts. I don't think Rodgers will get the sack yet because if he, he would have gone by now. You know, they usually do it within 24 hours, don't they? And he's still here, sadly. Um, so, as Jack says, I think we are going down. Um, I admire what Jordan says, and I really hope he's correct because, you know, he, he keeps level-headed in a time where I've lost mine. It's fell off about, well, God knows how long ago, and I, I keep trying to put it back on, but it keeps falling off. Um, it, it, I know it, it's... It's so obvious that, yes, the problems run deeper than Brendan Rodgers, but he's the fall guy. He's also the guy that takes all the plaudits when we did well. And I I do believe a manager has that art where they are the ones that get, they orchestrate everything when it's going well. And when it goes badly, if they can't arrest the slide, they're basically, there's no point in them being there. And there's no point in being there at the minute because he's pissing me off and I can't stand the sight of him. But the the thing for me with our... I don't know whether it's our fan base now because I think there's enough that probably see that we are now in trouble and there's, there's a very real chance that we're get, going to get relegated. It's all coming a little bit too late if people are, are now thinking it's time. But I've got... An, you know I love me analogies. But here's one for you. And this is what I think our fan base is like. If you put a toad into a boiling hot pan of water, it would squeal and jump out and go berserk and say, what have you done that for? But if you put a toad in a pan of cold water and gently simmer it on the hob, it will happily stay in there until it boils to death. And that's what's happening with Leicester. Our fa- Some of our fan base are toads because they can't see what's been happening now for best part of a year. We are going down. Brendan's lost all ability to affect, positively affect this 
team and club. And sadly, he's got to be the full guy because, yeah, John Rookin's at fault as well, but Top's not going to get rid of him anytime soon. The players take a lot of um, responsibility as well. And a lot of those are going to go in the summer, but they're not going now. And we're about to go down if we don't do something about it. So he's got to go and he won't yet. So we're going to have to put up with this now. We're going to mope about on the pod for, for weeks on end. Uh, and we're going to go down, which is going to be horrendous. But unless something magical happens, but I don't see where we get minimum. What are we on? 24 points. I mean, 36-37s going to be, yeah, and goal difference. Let's say 37 points keeps you up, which would be horrible going into the last couple of games against Newcastle and West Ham. I don't see where four or five wins come from. Um, But things change quickly. But, you know, since the restart uh, after the World Cup, we've played 10 Premier League games. We've got seven points in those games. Six of those came on the back of the three new signings near deadline day. So you could argue that's the new player bounce. That's long gone. So we, we've effectively, we are just losing, losing, losing. We're breaking records. We're an absolute disgrace. I just, where, where, where's it going to come from? I just don't see it. And uh, don't even, can't even be bothered to talk about the game yesterday. We were crap. Yes. Um, we uh, Jordan's probably right. We had enough chances to get something on it, but we're on our ass. We're in a crisis. I just you just want something to go right for you, and it's not. So Should, yeah, I can't offer anything. We shouldn't have lost the game. That uh, uh, that's the other thing. We lose far too many games. We don't seem to be able to salvage points from. I mean, we should have at least scored one goal yesterday. Our xG was two, um, uh, and we should have salvaged it. Just on his sacking quickly. The, the only way I, and this isn't asking people to riot, managers uh, managers get sacked by fans. The fan base hasn't completely turned. If you go on Twitter, you think he should have been sacked a year ago. If you go on Facebook, you think he's never going to get sacked. So there is a real divide amongst the fan base. If we lose against Chelsea and it turns ugly, then I could see him getting, getting sacked. But I, I still don't think the fan base is entirely turned against him. And I, I mm. mean, I'm a complete fence sitter on this argument, but I, um, I, I don't, I honestly don't think we have. No, um, I will, we'll obviously talk about, um, manager and what could potentially happen and who we would want if that happened shortly. Um, but I want to do like my monologue now of, of the actual game and, and some opinions having now listened to, to your guys and look, and you know, we're, I think we're all fully aware, um, myself and Jordan, anyone listening that, Jordan doesn't really rate Ian Acho, and, and obviously I do. Um, and, and that's kind of where we'll start. It's a difference of opinion. It's absolutely I, I fine. Don't, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I know. Yeah, sorry. Yes, I, I know you're not either. Um, but that's football. You know, it's opinion. So I just want to obviously kind of want to go through the game and, and my take on those bits and pieces, and then we'll move on to, to the manager. Um, and then I may need to wrap a little bit and, and lighten the mood. Um, but uh, so we'll start with Ian Acho. Of course, he knows. Everyone knows. He should have scored a couple of goals. Um, but we can't really be leaving the blame solely at his door like I've seen so many people do. The reality is, is that since he's come back in the team, he's got six goal contributions in his last six games. That's more than any of the, the other attacking players. You know, strikers are going to miss chances. You can't blame them for missing chances. It's happened before. It's going to happen a million times again. Now, both headers, I know, Jordan, in terms of your analysis, they are massive chances, but both of them go just wide. The shot he has, again, I agree with you that it's, it's the, the easiest one of the lot. 
But again, it hits the roof of the net. It's not like he's completely fucked it up. You know, they're fine margins and he's really close to scoring a couple and he doesn't. It happens. Over the course of the back end of this season, he's still going to score plenty of goals. I'm really confident of that. What we need to worry about is when strikers stop getting chances. That's why Vardy and Dakar are on the bench because they stopped looking like they were scoring. I've got a much bigger problem with Barnes. He was woeful yesterday, constantly giving the ball away, didn't look dangerous at all. Tete hasn't offered anything, lads, since his debut against um, Villa. Madison was off it yesterday. He's, he's just not fit. So you can't be too critical of him. But again, it's one of them scenarios that, well, Madison isn't at his best, then, then Leicester don't win games of football. And it's a massive problem. KDH, once again, really poor yesterday. His confidence looks shot to bits. I actually was trying to think of the last time I thought he had a good game of football. And I'm not sure when that was. Dennis Pratt comes on at halftime and once again offers absolutely nothing. And yet we find ourselves digging out Ian Atcho, who was our most dangerous player. He was. And he kept trying, constantly showing for the ball, not hiding away like so many of the others. I just find the criticism that he gets baffling. Um, Jordan, you mentioned it earlier. You even criticised him for the Southampton goal. Have you, I'm not yeah, sure hold if you've the watched ball it. Up. Hold the I'm ball sure. up. It's your job. Have, have you watched it back again? Yeah, two or three times. He, he's so soft. <laughs> He's so soft. He's he's on on the attack and he gets tackled very well by Lavia. Um, He's in absolutely no way to blame for that goal going in. It's like every single time, but he's not, he's going forward and there's no one to give it to and he's tackled well. Like every time he gives the ball away, he'll jump on him and call him crap. And for some reason, we all stay incredibly silent every time someone else does the exact same thing. So why is it every time Ian actually gives the ball away, we dig him out? You know, his hold-up play isn't the best. It's not. We know that. But but everyone was woeful in possession against Blackburn, against all of them. Yet we only seem to go for Ian Acho. We lost 3-0 to Man United the other week. Now, if it wasn't for two world-class saves from De Gea... Well, no, so if it wasn't for two world-class saves from De Gea, Ian Acho would have had a goal and an assist. But again, we lose 3-0. Who's the first player we criticise? Ian Acho. Like, you can criticise a player all you like, right, if he messes up. You know, I can sit here and say he should have scored. We all know he should have done. But you've got to be consistent and criticise every single other player as well. And not just for some reason, digging out Ian Atcher every single time. Like there are loads of problems at this club with the players, with the staff. Like in terms of priorities, Ian Atcher is pretty low in terms of problems that need solving right now. And I've got a list of things that we can be angry about, about that performance against Southampton. Why on earth, first of all, are you playing a stupidly high defensive line against two strikers of both two significantly quicker than our centre-halves. That's on the manager. Why, when Barnes came off injured, did we not have another winger to bring on? Because we sent two out on deadline day. We started the month of January short of wingers and ended the month with less than we bloody started. That's on the club. We said if we had any injuries to Barnes or Tete, we're screwed. And that's what's happened. Neither winger could get beyond their fullbacks yesterday, but we had absolutely no options to change it. None. Southampton should have been down to 10 men. Alcaraz stamps on Castagna's ankle. Not, not for me. Not Alcaraz for me. literally begs the referee, Jordan, not to send him off. That's everyone everyone watching red. on the TV studios on the commentary is saying red card. Yet once again, none what? of our players surround the referee. Why not? Why are we not doing it? And then on Southampton's goal, Danny Ward manages to somehow shrink in the goal again. Jordan, I'm, I know you mentioned it earlier. I'm sorry. Harsh. I've watched that back and I, I've oh, watched it four harsh. times. It, it's, and I, it, I don't... I, look, I, I'm not the world's biggest Danny Ward fan, but I, I'm a bit like the guy's hit it in the corner. A top-class keeper saves it for me. 
Um, and in my opinion, I don't, I don't think he's a top class keeper, but yeah, he's no. you can't. You, it's not a, when I right. I wasn't watching the game live and I thought, oh, it must be a howler. And I looked at it and went, it's a pretty good shot. And no, it's, it's just saved it's, a penalty. It's, it's not a howler. I, I, it's, but it's, it's, to be honest, to be honest, Jake. Right. And it goes back to the inaccurate point. It is a gen. And the only reason I hammer Ian Acho is because as soon as he has a good game, everyone's like, oh, why doesn't he play more? Because he doesn't play more because he plays like we saw last night. One get he's a one in four, one game in five player. He is and Dakar for some reason. When it, I mean, by the way, Dakar's stats, if you look at them compared to Ian Acho, like like for like this season, apparently one's had an absolutely incredible season and one's not. Ian Acho's an incredible sub. When he starts games, he's not that good. And it's the he's the same, like he's had a couple of good games for us, which is what he does, and then he's gone out of form again. He's he's not that good a player. And the reason I dig him out is because he's He's built up as this world beater, and he's really not. Like, there's a reason he's been our third choice striker, and he should be our second choice striker. Like, Roger, Rogers has been right to try and get it out of Dakar because Dakar's got more to his game than Ian Acho to be a top class striker. He's just lacking confidence, and it's not come off. So, I, I, I haven't seen any like the the criticism of Ian Acho. If Fox's talk is anything to go by, that has not been a thread that's hot. I've seen. Like criticism of like Rogers, I've seen criticism of everyone else. I saw criticism of Suter, but I, d- I didn't see anyone have a go at like Ian Outro that badly yesterday. And he's missed three sitters, like they are absolute sitters. So I actually think this it, it's worthwhile. Like whether whether Jordan's being harsh or not, I don't know. Um, but like the first their goal, he doesn't do particularly well, and his hold up play is not always brilliant. So I, I I don't I don't think anyone's being particularly harsh. Like. I think the middle ground with players is often the way to go. He's Inacho's fine, but he's he's not going to save our season, and we all knew that. But he's he genuinely is um, better than what Vardy and Dakar are offering right now, like significantly so. I'm not sure he's better than Dakar. Well, Dakar can't get on the pitch, and just just lastly, neither can Inacho earlier this season. Yeah, but but because the the system didn't suit him, and now he's in there, and he's the only person who looks like scoring. He is, he is. Well, he did like, yesterday. He, yeah, has Dakar ever missed three or four chances in a game? But, but this now, is I know missing. No, it's been Dakar's finishing is very good. But he, but he's, but he's yes, not getting chances. He don't get chances because he doesn't get in those positions. This is the thing. Like people lay into someone like I Darwin. Darwin I Nunes. Don't, I don't. Like, I don't think Ianacho was in particularly outstanding positions to get the. I mean, he was standing in the middle of the box yesterday. Like yeah, it's the easiest thing in the world to to when you when you look at a tap in. But like ask Gary Lineker. It's about being in the right place at the right time. You know, you look at someone like Darwin Nunes. Now he gets criticised for not being particularly clinical. But what people fail to recognise is that he makes most of those chances himself with his runs and getting into those positions. And he'll keep getting into those positions. And eventually, over the course of the season, he'll score 20 goals. He may miss 20, but he'll still get you 20. And unfortunately, Daka hasn't got the all-round game to get himself in those positions to score 20 goals at Premier League level. He just hasn't. Whereas Ian Acho will miss more chances and isn't as clinical as Daka. But over the course of the season, he'll create more goals. He'll link up more game play and he'll score more goals. And I just I can't... I say it, it, with Dakar, I, I haven't got a problem with him. As I've said previously, he's a good player and somewhere else he'll score goals in another league. But he's not going, he hasn't got the all round game to play in the Premier League. He's just not going to get enough chances. It's, it's just well, not. The, the other thing is, Jake, is, you know, we, we're, we're on about the manager who carries the can. And I knew what would happen yesterday. As soon as we lost, I knew what would happen. The manager would get the blame. But the reality is, he's got three striking options that aren't really that good. 
and two, to be brutally honest, because Vardy's just been miscellaneous all season. And I, I, I'm not here to you know come on here and slag players off. But yesterday, there's nothing the manager can do about players missing chances like like yeah. that. They're, they're they're just so easy. But this and, is why I've, I've listed those other reasons. Disagree. This is why I've listed those other reasons other than Ian Atcher because there's nothing Rogers can do about that. And also, there's not, there's not really anything Ian Atcher can do about it. He's going to miss chances. Every striker misses chances. But what Brendan is responsible for is playing the high line. What Brendan is responsible yeah. for is, the, is, the, is, the, is the, the, the transfers in January and leaving ourselves short. What he is responsible for is geeing up the players and, and, and why are they not appealing. He has to be responsible for that. You know, he is also responsible for picking disagree. Danny Ward instead of Everson. He's also responsible for the reason why we cannot come back in games of football. You know, he isn't to blame no, for Ian actually missing his chances. We can come back in games of football because we come back in too. The high line I'll give you, and, and that is Brendan's stubbornness all over, you can play that when you've got Fafana or Suyuncu in your back yeah. four. You cannot play that when you... I mean, Suter, I don't think he's slow. Fares, I don't think he's slow, but they're not quick. So the, the line... And it's it's twofold, right? So playing a high line's fine, but doing that without players that are pressing up front because we've seemingly... We've pressed in two games. Mm. We seemingly have stopped pressing, and I don't know why. Probably because he's knackering them in training because they all seem to be getting injured. Um... So, like, the, the system does not work. It needs a slightly more pragmatic system. Um, I can't remember where I was going with this, but, like, that that is one thing that just makes no sense for me. And, like, I put that at Brenda's door. But there are lots of things that are outside of his, his control. The most worrying thing for me is we've we've stopped scoring goals now, and this has happened in a couple of occasions. We scored one goal in four games. And, actually, since I, since the break, if you take out the Villa and the Tottenham game, the goals have dried up. One thing we've always done under Brenda Rogers is scored loads of goals. The goals are drying up now. And that's why I'm even more concerned yeah. because that's and what it, he does well. And again, that's why I mentioned Barnes and Tete. What I found bizarre was that Tete was up against Kyle Walker-Peters and he didn't get round him once. They were both of them. I can't. I don't even know who was playing right back for Southampton. They were, what, what did the kids say? Pocketed. Like they they literally were. Neither we could get the, the, the best of their fullbacks. You know, and... And, and as I mentioned, with Madison not quite on it, as, as an attacking threat, all of them need to be doing more, you know. And that's why, I'm, without sounding like a broken record, the fact that Ian actually is getting chances doesn't concern me because, as I said, over the course of the season, he'll score them. But I'm really concerned about Tete. I, I genuinely am because he, he now just isn't looking anywhere near the same level as what I think we all thought he was. And the problem is, Rick, we literally do not have another winger on the bench. And if Harvey Barnes is injured... We've got no choice but to either persevere with like Pratt or Madison out wide or change the system, of which we don't think Brendan's probably going to want to do. No, I mean, he goes to three at the back as a last resort. Um, and that we may well be in last resort territory. But I think, you know, obviously I've, I've hung my reputation on the line with Tete and he's, you know, he's been, he's not hit the heights yet. Uh, the only thing I would say there is the performance levels over the entire team in the last three or four games has been not good enough. Um, I still would have expected him as a new player, full of confidence to come in and not have been weighed down with the sort of, um, you know, what the other players have had to put up with uh, in the last several months where, you know, everything's not been great. But I think the, the one thing is we have stopped pressing. If you press, 
you create more space. We're, uh, the best thing under Brendan Rodgers when the teams are flying is we disrupt teams higher up the pitch. We turn the ball over. We've got wide players then to get the ball into. Madison's there. I don't know why we stopped it. Jack, I mean, Jack's probably right in his, you know, the players are knackered. He must have seen how well we played against Villa and Spurs and been like, that's the blueprint. We've got yeah. to do this now for the rest of the season. If we've got to stop training, don't train. Just let them watch films all day down at Seagrave and <laughs> play darts and pull and then just get them ready for the game because they've out and hit the ground running and because weirdly we get pressed and our defence don't like it but then our attack don't do it and then they're pushed back yeah I, I mean Teta he's not been has he? and the, you know Barnes if he's injured that's three ankle injuries in a week which is just you'd laugh wouldn't you if it was it's not funny anymore it's like it's sick you've not it's seen that since Elvis and Hammond played for us <laughs> exactly he managed to do about four ankle injuries a week, didn't he, to himself? Yeah, he was about for um, 18 months with a two-week ankle injury, yeah. Yeah, I think there might have been something else going on there from what I remember, but yeah, there you go. I mean, the, the other thing, Rick, um, with the winger situation, why did he put Madison on the left when we were losing 1-0 with 10, yeah. 20 minutes to go? That didn't I, make I, sense I just, to me I at just, all. I, I presumed Pratt would play there. Yeah, and I mean, Pratt... We, we, we're going over old ground. Pratt doesn't want to be here. He'll be gone in the summer. Yeah. None of them uh, want to be here. How many of them actually want to be here? We're going over old ground here. Um, <laughs> with a high line, you either play a high line and stick to it, or you say, lads, this ain't working. We drop off 10. The goal came from doing neither. But the thing is with Suter, and you say it's the, man the manager saying we're going to play a high line. I'm not sure he is. I just think Fez just fucks off. And no, is, it's a big and, problem, Fez. Fez I think I think Fez Fez is 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 not quite the player we thought he was. But Rogers is so he always talks about a high line. We've played a high line the whole time. There's a reason why yeah, our backs do hamstring yeah, injuries like nobody's business because they're constantly sprinting back. Like he's ruined Johnny Evans' career. I mean, he's also played his best football for us so there's a balance we have for the argument but he is obsessed with a high line he wants to push us mm. like he almost wants our centre-backs beyond the halfway line yeah. so that we close all the space <laughs> mm. and, and, and we just can't do it and and, and Fez has just become yeah the wrong sort play. of chaos he was the right sort of chaos earlier on the season but he's, <laughs> yeah. he's the wrong sort the, of chaos the, the only way a high line works is if as you've mentioned, everyone's pressing to the same level of intensity, or you've got a really good holding midfielder, like we had with N'Golo Kante in front of Morgan and, and who? Or Ndidi when he was yeah, early on. Exactly, yeah. and like when we had Ndidi. But at the moment, we haven't. you know. And Papi Mendy, again, has his qualities, uh, but he's also got you know weaknesses. And that high line doesn't work with Mendy sat in front of us. It just doesn't. We're far too exposed. And you know we saw it against Man United um, with the first goal. Fez comes rushing out and leaves the, the space behind him. And the, the the line is then so high, people can't get back. There was an instant in the first half yesterday when it was out wide on, I think it was either Walker or Adams. What was he doing? And, and he goes flying in, you know, and yeah, everyone knows think... it's a set and a half. The moment you go to ground, you're then completely out of that phase of play because you're on your ass. And he just dives in. And he he does it so often, he's drawn to the ball as opposed to holding his position and holding his line. And, you know, you defend your 18-yard box, you hold your line, you mark the man you need to be marking, but he just constantly wants to try and win everything. And he's playing us into trouble far too often. And he is. And, you know, as Jack mentioned at first, 
it was great. It was like this guy is 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 kind of Soyuncu, but not making the mistakes that Soyuncu was making at the time. But right now, he's playing, in my opinion, just as bad as what Soyuncu was when he got dropped. Um, but at least with Soyuncu, he then maybe had that little bit more of pace. Um, Soyuncu's got to, more to redeeming kind of recover. as well. Yeah, exactly. Soyuncu is quicker and yeah. he is tougher than Fez. Like, Fez is a bit slow. I also think Soyuncu can is a better uh, footballer than him as well. I, I mean, agree. He, he's a big blot on Rogers' uh, book, in my opinion, actually, because why is he our fifth-choice centre-half now? He's better than Amati. He's probably better than Evans. He's probably better than Fez. And I know he's leaving. I know he doesn't want to be here for whatever reason, but just just get the best out of him. Like, players leave. Get over it. Well, well, Do you want me to wrap anyone? Live for me a bit. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Rick yes, said please. about the, the last resort. But during the COVID season and other seasons, we've done it before. Played three at the back. Three, five, two, three, four, three, three, four, one, two, whatever it fucking is. Have we even got three centre halves that we can play? No, well, John, John, Johnny Evans has been seen in training like three weeks consecutively, uh, and he has got a smile on his face. So maybe, maybe that's what we do next week. And we weren't going to the... talk about Chelsea, but maybe Evans comes back and you play, <laughs> you play Suter, Fez, and Evans, and Castagna and Ricardo. Yeah, because the wingers aren't working. But Jake, I think you're right. KDH, I, I said this earlier. When mm. have we won a game where he has played well? Yeah, he's he's very good, bat, like a very good battling player in a losing cause, but like doesn't doesn't win his games of football. Like in the position he's playing in now, I'm like, yeah. he yeah. does not look comfortable in that position at all. Yeah, and and that's kind of I think the problem in terms of what he's been asked to do, and um. I think it's, it's it's an interesting one with KDH because I do think we need to be a little bit, you know, um, what's the word, reserved in any criticism of him for now. You know, reason being, he is, what, is, is he 23? And you, and you think about his, his career to date, you know, he, he, he came through at Leicester. Jake, Jake he's yeah. six months younger than Yuri Tiedemann's, I think. Yeah, 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 no, sure. But I'm just talking of it like life experience, right? So you come through the, the Leicester Academy system, you're the best player in the team, blah de blah You go to Blackpool, you play really well. You go to Luton, you play really well, you're the best player. He then breaks into the Leicester first team, he's the young player of the year, player's player of the year. At no point in, in KDH's life and career has he struggled for form. And now for the first time in his life, he's probably wondering the same thing, Jack, and thinking, why am I not playing well? Why, why is this happening to me? And because it's never happened before, he's, he's struggling to find the answer for it. And he's, and he's playing in a team which is struggling at the moment. And you know, the reality is, is if Madison was fit, if Tielemans was fit, and we had a holding midfielder playing well, you'd just bring KDH to, out to save himself. But we can't do that at the moment. And yeah, you're right at the moment in terms of when he's on the ball in particular, he's not playing anywhere near the same level of what a Premier League midfielder should. He's constantly giving the ball away. And even with the passes he is making, they're like, it's not in front of the player or to their feet, it's slightly behind them. Do you know what I mean? There's very small kind of details, mm. but he's just, he's, he's at least 5% off where an average midfielder should be. And I think he's confused and wondering the same as everybody else, why? Um and I don't know really what the answer is because the problem is he's going to have to carry on playing in a struggling team. He's going to have to find form from somewhere. If this continues for like six months, then yeah, say, look, he ain't good enough. We need to pull him out. But I think we just need to be a little bit more patient with him and, and realise the situation he's in and the team's in. I agree with that, Jake. Um, pure silence from Jack there. Uh, yeah, well, I I've, I've got no... Who do you play instead of him? But that's, no we haven't got anyone. To be honest, I probably would play Sumari because I love him. 
Uh, I don't know why. Uh, I, I also think like, I, I think indeed he needs to, we need to get indeed back in his actual role of like, stop trying to make him this like midfield ball playing midfielder. He's not, he's terrible with the ball at his feet. He's great at tackling. And he's quite a physical player. Like we've, we've tried to make him into something else. Um, just, just let him do what he does. That's when he's been at his best. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I may, I maybe play. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a bunch of very poor options. But I would, I would go three at the back. Maybe even chuck a Marty in if Evans isn't fit, just to get some width because the wingers aren't working. And I think Ianacho is much better in a two. I'd play Dakar and Ianacho up front. I put Ianacho in the ten. Yeah. I'd be I'd far put, more inclined to see Dakar in a two. I wouldn't yeah, be against I, that. I'd put I'd put Castagna yeah. one side, Ricardo the other. Yeah. Uh, so when I talk about Dakar, it's it, it's in the four three know, three. It doesn't work. Yeah. But as, you as know a two, what? I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Right. And and, might be uh, out anyway, and Tessie yeah, might be the and, rest. And he might be forced into this. Jordan, you sent a message earlier, being like the Everton Forest game is crap. Like both yeah, these sides are average, and you're absolutely right. Complete. I don't disagree with the word you said. Both those sides run, tackle, win headers, get in the face of the referee. And if we did those things, I think we'd stay up. But we don't do any of those things. And and like genuinely, that is what I think we need to do. I, I just think it's basics. So like fill like make sure we run enough headers. Don't fill the side with a small team. Again, small team yesterday. I know Southampton weren't a particularly big team, but just be be a little bit intimidating and just try and be like fill it with like the biggest, strongest players we've got. Um, no pun intended, but I, I, I just think we're, we're way too nice. Um, and like Dyche, you know, I look at the Everton team and go, they've got Damari Greg playing up front. Like they're dreadful, but they battled like they battled there and they got a point, which is more than we did. Yeah. With a worse team than we did. So it's, it's just about doing the basics. And Brendan seems completely incapable of doing that, which is just beyond frustrating. Well, I think we said someone said last week that teams are built in the image of their manager. Yeah, that's yeah, me. Again, I think that that's that's fair. But I know we've said we're going down. You look at the, the standards of some of the teams around us. Um, you know, Leeds have won one game since November. Palace haven't won this calendar year, and they've got Man City, Arsenal, and Liverpool. I think then us. So we all know what's going to happen there. But for me, just change, just change the system against Chelsea, like we've said. Um, on Tete, I think he's very obviously one-footed and he's just got yeah. to get used to the pace of the game and the physicality. And I think he had shown glimpses of his quality. Barnes could be injured. So play three at the back. Play this 3-5-2. Just, just something just to freshen it up, breathe a bit of life into it. And, you know, against Chelsea, the way to go about it is what is what, what Jack said. Like, you've got to get in their faces. Don't give them any time on the ball. Make it a horrible game. Get in for Fowler and Cheerwell's ear. Try and get them booked and, and sent off because th- that's how we've got to play against them. They've they've got man for man better players than we have. Um, but we just need to, you know, like obviously I, I am I say I'm pro Brendan or I've always sort of back Brendan. But we've got to something's got to change. We've got to somehow change this this um, run of form. What what's the harm in in playing three five two and having Dakar and Ianacho up front? It suits them both to play up front with the two. Yeah, to be honest. Well, in all in, in all seriousness, it probably suits all the strikers now to play as a two. Yeah, 
doesn't it? In reality, it we've seen Vardy and Ian Atcher can do it. I think, yeah, Daka definitely suits as a two. Um, we've gone over an hour already, by the way, boys, and we, we haven't done who are you. We haven't re-mentioned Chelsea. Um, we've not really spoken about the manager in terms of um, what we would want to happen. I mean, do we do we just not have that conversation for now because we're of the belief that, that Brendan's going to have at least one more game anyway? Mm. I, I think so. But on George's point, I have, an, I have a night out analogy for our football team, right? Perfect. Go on. This might be terrible. And if so, you edit it out. <laughs> Basically, I'm not Leicester, anything Leicester out, by the City way. are like a bloke who can't pull, right? They <laughs> like they go out every night and they, they're, they're like the early, early doors. They're looking fantastic. They're wearing their best shirt. They're really smartly dressed. Got their shagging gear on. Yeah, got the shagging gear on like you, George. As soon as they go into the club, it's a bit noisy and it's a bit hot. They start sweating. No one can hear what they're saying. And they'd like, they'd never get served at the bar because people are just pushing in front of them. And like, honestly, like none of our players, I reckon, at a crowded bar would ever get served because they just like, they're way too polite. And they let someone else jump in front of them in the queue. Yeah. Because, I, like, shouldn't, I, I shouldn't feel uh, offended, Jack, that when you come out with me the I've other just night, described myself, United, basically, yeah. George. I've just described myself. <laughs> but it's like, it's like the, the bang average bloke who's just that little bit louder and works that little bit harder gets the results. Yeah. 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 And, and that's we, we, we look we're not, good. We're not bad looking. We, 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 yeah, we promise much. We're not but... the best looking team in the, <laughs> in the division, but we never pull. Yeah, that was a good one, mate. I liked it. Good work. Rick, you're back. Um, feel like I've not heard Sorry, yeah. much of tonight's episode, mate. I feel like he's been yeah, spewing. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm beaten and beaten <laughs> up by the football club, aren't I? I'll be better next week. But, um, yeah, I don't know what to say, really. Um, yeah, don't do know. Do to rap anyone? Live for me to be. No, we don't. <laughs> um, should we play Who Are You, then? And that will lighten the mood a little bit. Should we do that? Yeah. Yeah, who's like who's in charge? Is it George? It's, it's me. Have you got someone? I have got someone. All right, beautiful. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Who are you? You. No, not me, you. Yes, I am you. Just answer the damn questions. Who are you? Wait a minute. Who are you? My phone's been going mad, by the way, uh, during this episode of people messaging saying, where is tonight's episode? People, I don't know why people like to hear people moan, because that's literally mm. what we're going to do. Well, the first 20 minutes, we don't actually talk about football. Then for the next 40 minutes, we just moan. Um, but let's play Who Are You, um, shall we? Jordan, you are in charge, my friend. I am. And two points. One, I don't know why people want to hear from us. And two, it's not out until Monday morning anyway. Normally, well, technically not. So, if you subscribe, you hear it yeah. earlier, though, don't so you? So, I, I, oh, really? I published the episode on a Sunday night. So, we record. So, this is for useful for everybody. We, we record about kind of 6 7 pm on a Sunday night, and then as soon as I've edited it, I, I upload it. So, if you're subscribed on all the various channels, what is it, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube, and, and Apple, you will you, you can hear the, the episode on a Sunday night, but I don't put it on social media until Monday morning. So, uh. mm. So yeah, people. There are people who listen on a Sunday night because for some reason or another, uh, they just want to hear the Big Strong Leicester Boys podcast. Um, yeah, I'm as I'm as baffled as you are. Exactly. Yeah, good lad. Yeah. Mm. The right, more let's merrier. Do let's do it. Yeah, come on then. Um, right, we'll go with the the standard opening question. Um, I was born on the 30th of July, 1974. Jack Holmes. 
Ronnie Pickering. Um, <laughs> his age is 48. Turn that, Jake, turn that off. <laughs> that was no, that was supposed Lou, to be Ronnie Pickering. Ronnie Pickering! Oh, Ronnie Pickering! Who the fuck's that? Yeah, me! Yeah, me! I, I got trigger happy and missed. Sorry, Jude, I missed that. Apologies for last Jude. night. So. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you told me to put this in We've here. Created a monster. Yeah. This is completely ruining my training thought. You, you two are quite good at this game as well. well uh, I, I, I didn't hear the date of birth. I was too yeah, busy. Seven, 74. So what? And then you said he was forty-eight. He's forty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, no, no, don't knock it. No, I just I really enjoy when Rick like looks to the ceiling, like thinking-wise. If you're if you're listening on Spotify. Rick's facial expressions are extraordinary. So no, no. Just guess. trying to think of left-footed right wingers that are forty-eight. <laughs> so okay. I thought it was his listening face. He, he puts his face really close to the camera. He earned eighty-eight international caps <laughs> and represented his country at Euro '96 and France '98. Bruno Angotti. No. Are they the only two tournaments he represented his country at? He didn't represent his country at any other? No, but he got 88 caps. That's a lot of caps. It's a lot of caps. Oh, say say again, the, the tournaments? Euro 96 and France 98. All right. No, it's not him then. I was going to say... Fisher Chef. Correct. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Is yes, it? Rick, yeah, he is. That's a great <laughs> one. Mate. That yeah, is unbelievable. Woo! Boy, That is very good. Two. Good, he's still two undefeated clues. in this as well. He's not. You've not lost a round when you've had a go at this, have you? Well, I've not been saying a lot all day. I've yeah. just been getting in the zone for this. The silent um, assassin. I've gave up on on Leicester. I'm just now all about who are you and, uh, and poems. And that's, there's something else. Good, well played, there's well something played. else I wanted to say actually. Yeah, go on. So do you know, obviously the football's the pits, but this podcast is getting quite popular. So if anyone's listening and they've got any products that they want us to review, any food they want us to try, send it in and then we'll review it. Um, especially if it's someone like Rustlers or Chicago Town Pizzas or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> is, or is them horrible the little Scotch eggs you get from the corner shop. Is this just be you reviewing it? I think that's what people really want. Well, no, we'd, we'd have one each. A Ric Flair Four review. We, we, we did have an email this week uh, from Manscaped Razors, um, but we we didn't. Yes, we it was a family pod, but uh, mm. we didn't. We didn't want to it's hear. Not the a review. sexual day. <laughs> well, I think I mentioned, didn't I, the other week that I was asked to do a a photo shoot for Manscaped, and I unfortunately I was unavailable. And I say that like as if I. I dodged it but i genuinely would have done it um so we we joke at some point if manscaped or anyone of a similar variety want to offer us any kind of money whatsoever um i'm not going to apologize to someone of that ilk (laughs) and our our swear jar as well by the way um last week because we we mentioned the fact that we we, we're getting a few sponsored ads now and we've got 78p so far um from those sponsored ads um in the in the swear jar as well which we're going to put the sponsored ads and the swears in so we can have a night out i think last week we had about five quid in there um and we haven't been as bad today have we it's not been as many swears which surprised me i thought we're going to hit double figures but we haven't we've been relatively well behaved um should we 
talk about um, Chelsea then um, up next. Snakes, so, a lot of them. Yeah, I'm, can can I bring like inflatable snakes with me to the King Power next weekend? <laughs> Seeing as that Twitter's probably going to have me blocked by this time next Saturday, I'm just going to have to bring them in person. Um, but look, it's Chelsea up next at the weekend. And look, Sod's Law, they bloody won. So they could now be kind of turning a bit of a corner which is a bit annoying isn't it because they've been crap for ages now so I was looking at this fixture thinking maybe not too bad still don't think it's too bad still give us um half a chance um yeah half a chance probably um we'll see you you never just quite know what to get with us do you I've I've said it many times before that we are a streaky side under Brendan Rodgers we lose a load of games win a few games lose a load more then win a few after the World Cup break we lost loads, won a couple. Now we're losing again. Maybe it's time to turn um, again. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't really know what to what to add to that, really, because um, yeah, Chelsea are a very strange side indeed. Not scoring many goals at all, are they? But with the players that they've got, you just can't help but feel Jack. At some point, they're going to start getting good. I mean, they are you not must worried be, about them? Yeah, they must be licking their lips, right? Perfect side to play. We don't win many games at home. Uh, Graham Potter's already spanked us 5-2 this season. They've got two of our old players who will blatantly both score oh, against don't. us. I no, actually don't think I can take will. that. I'm going to lose my voice booing on Saturday, genuinely. So some, yeah. Um, yeah. Hissing. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you know what will be even more annoying than them scoring? Madison, Madison will both do a sit like he'll do a silly handshake with both of them. Oh, honestly, will, I can't even will. put into words how much I dislike Ben Chilwell, and I know that's yeah. really unprofessional for me to say, but I actually cannot stand the bloke. Why does he always wear a beanie hat? Like always, like it's not even cold. He's always wearing a beanie. Like no idea, beanie and shorts. Like it's just it's not but, fashion, Ben. You look like a plank. For me, I so, mentioned this in the group. He's he's a wannabe tryhard. Like he's that kid, right? Who was obviously good at sports, but was never like the cool kid. Was never like quite you know the, the top of anything. So he always attached I mean, himself to the other ones. Mate, Jake, he's a millionaire. So no, I, I, I know, I, but I'm I'm talking in like a professional footballer terms. He's needless not, to ben, say, Ben, ben had the last laugh. Um, fine, in comparison to my life, sure. But just to me, he feels like someone who is actually quite insecure and he needs to attach himself to cooler people and better Did you see that he, he put up some like Instagram workouts during COVID? You would, no. you would have got really rattled by them. I think I've the been form was not The form was not to your liking. He wasn't oh, was doing proper not? pull-ups or anything. That was oh, my yeah. other thing you've done on Twitter this week. You've, you've said, <laughs> Harry Kane's I've... not doing proper pull-ups, honestly. I've become a full-on Twitter troll. You it's, have, yeah. It's quite bad. But again, look, was I right? Was Harry Kane doing proper pull-ups? I don't know. I, did, I didn't watch there's, it, mate. There's many different types of pull-ups, Jake. You right. might have been doing CrossFit. I don't know. So this is what angers me, right? about the gym when you've got people in the gym and they're doing exercises and there are PT instructors there gym instructors there who just watch people do exercises wrong first of all that really annoys me you're literally paid to make sure people do things correctly that's how we get half our injuries I imagine I'd I'd imagine yeah so first of all why is the coach who stood right behind Harry Kane not telling him he's not doing the pull-ups correctly and then secondly why is many many people watch that video and thought it's a good idea to post it and nobody's pointed out that the the pull-ups are not right just it just angers me and it probably shouldn't but i've become a full-on twitter troll and i'm as i'm speaking out loud throughout the course of this podcast i think i need to take a break from twitter 
Well, well Ben Chilwell actually messaged my friend's girlfriend on Instagram once. Snake mate. So I don't what like did he, What did he say? Oh, you like this? I he bet did. he's got awful chat as well. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he just, he just, you know, you know, as the kids say, slid into her DMs. Yeah. And he just, he just put like pie. a snake. Um, and basically, all my mates used to comment on his photo. Hi. So there's just <laughs> loads of messages, and apparently you... Vardy noticed it and was like running around training, going hi, hi. <laughs> oh, was it? <laughs> apparently. Well, it's uh, true, like, you can imagine Vardy doing that. By the way, is anyone if if you ever go on any photos of Paul Collingwood, the comments are quite good over the last few weeks. Unrelated to this, but like yeah. if you know, you know. No um, context, Collingwood. No context, Collingwood. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just it wasn't very good for. I used to sit near like when I used to go to away games. I used to sit near his mates, and they were very they were very sensitive because Chilwell always used to get slagged yeah. off playing for us, and mm. his mates would be like, "Oh, you can't say that. Like, you can. He shit." Um, mm. So, yeah, there we go. So, yeah, he best not score or best not play well. Um, Rick, are you going to boo? Otherwise, he's getting egged. Oh, can we, I mean, can we egg? So... Can we egg Chilwell? No, no, Chilwell. we can't do that because, like, we'll, <laughs> we'll all get lifetime bans if everyone starts egging. What a way to go out, though. If you're <laughs> going to get banned from Leicester, <laughs> egging is the way to go. I hadn't thought of that. I'm wondering you know, whether you know, I should you know do what? myself a favour and get banned. <laughs> I, I did think this right, you know, like Liverpool, Liverpool when they when the opposition bus is going through with Champions League games and they're, yeah, yeah. they're throwing all sorts of stuff and a lot of it's quite violent. I was like, maybe it could be the most Leicester thing ever when the opposition thing turns up. Like everyone's got a dozen eggs, and they're absolutely yeah. It'd be like the tennis cool. ball, the tennis ball protests that they yes. used to, the clubs used to do. We just yes, do eggs but, on the pitch, like a pro a protest that's not going to hurt anyone only with sort of you know feelings it's only going to hurt their feelings it's not going to cause any damage that's what we yeah. need i agree jack that's It'd be a nightmare idea. for the groundsman wouldn't it <laughs> shells oh, all, all our shell. players would get injured by getting like shell you know like they get shell in their legs or something oh, like they one would. get really bad cut or something <laughs> for 12 Egg weeks and then, yeah <laughs> rick are you nervous about the game mate are you going to be going yeah, I mean, it's a horrible proposition, isn't it? As you say, Chilwell, Fafana, you've not even mentioned one of the biggest helmets in the Premier League, Mason Mount. Yeah. And I put in the same category got, as Chilwell. Yeah, I would. There's Just a not cool tryhard. I'm sure he's not that bad. Mace. Mate, you call him yeah. Mace, don't you? And they call Harry Kane oh. H. Uh, I feel like I've been maced every time I have to watch him. But um, the other arch nemesis of mine, Graham Potter. So, mm. um, you know my feelings on Potter. And um, yeah, so You're it's like just a terrible prospect. You. It, well, yeah. So, I don't know. I'd, I'd snap your hand off for a horrible nil-nil, um, which... They don't well, score many goals and we have stopped scoring goals but can't keep a clean sheet. So, yeah. i tell you who we've also not mentioned. And he's a good player, but Yao Felix, just someone smash him to pieces. He just falls over all the time. Mm. Unless he's chopping other people down. I'd take, just take a red, just pull him out for the season. Um, <laughs> Kai Havertz is quite <laughs> annoying as well. All, the, all their players are quite annoying because they're all mercenary they all basically threw their toys out the pram to get moves there. We're all filled with hate, actually, aren't we? And Ruben Loftus-Cheek played right wing back yesterday, which is yeah. mm. It's mad, isn't it, how they can spend RLC. a billion pounds and still Ruben Loftus-Cheek is, is playing for them. It's quite bizarre, isn't it? 
it is odd. But aside, aside from their players, it's also just a, a really horrible part of London, just full of not very nice people. It's like Parsons Green. It's like Parsons Green. Let's not go no, there. That's, again. that's Fulham. That's Fulham. Right. It's close we, don't, we don't need to go. To, we don't need to go to Fulham again. But like Chelsea's not very nice. Mm. Horrendous. Has anyone ever had a good night out in Chelsea? No. Um, I've never been out in Chelsea. I'm not that posh. Have I? No, I haven't. No, I've been obviously. I used to live in Fulham, so I've been out in Fulham. Um, I haven't been out See? in Chelsea. No one's but had then, a good night out in but Chelsea. Then, but then, technically, if you want to be really um, picky, Stamford Bridge is, is pretty much in Chelsea. Is sorry, is in Fulham. Stamford Bridge isn't actually in Chelsea. It's in Fulham. And we Fulham are fans home. always like to pull that out. I know, but just say in terms of the area. Anyway, we digress. There's been very little football analysis during this podcast, which is probably why I've enjoyed this one um, most of all. Um, we have now been going nearly hour 20, which I think is the record time limit um, on this podcast. Um, is there anything else? don't think there is, is there? Rick, I haven't heard anywhere near enough from you today, mate. I oh, know I'll be better next week. I've got things on my mind uh, and children to look after, but um, we have just smashed a glass kettle, which is nice. So uh, I need to go and tidy that up. Um, I've not got a lot else to say. You just, no. I'm just hoping something happens in the next week that um, that makes next week's podcast a little bit easier for us to all deal with. Um, yeah, and mm. you know, at least a point or three or. At the very least, it's one game closer to the inevitable, and Brendan hopefully buggering off. But mm. yeah, well, no, I'll be look, better, I'll be on better form next week. I promise. Just because everyone will ask if Brendan Rodgers does get sacked, yeah. as we said, we don't think it will. But if he gets sacked, are we going to do another emergency podcast? Yeah, we yeah we are, and there's someone that we're going to get on who yeah. is very good with. Is it Nigel knowledge. Pearson? No, no, oh. it's not. Like, no, we can't get Nigel back. But anyway, we'll get someone on who knows far more about European football managers than we do, so we can actually have a sensible discussion about who we replace him with. Okay, I know who you mean, Jack. Actually, and he's he also gave Tete a nine and a half out of ten, didn't he? So he can come on and back me up as well. So you both what's, world, then. what's been happening? <laughs> this could be the yeah. weekend for Tete, can it? This could be this could be his arrival this weekend. Yeah, well, look, mate. Obviously, still hope he comes good. I, I, you know, there still looks like there's a player there, but we have got to mention that he hasn't he hasn't done anything since that debut. Um, right then, no, lads, let's leave it there. Bad. It's going to be a strange week, isn't it? Um, up until um, Chelsea, an entire week we've got to kind of mull over um, what's happened already in the last couple of weeks to see if anything does happen. As we've said, we don't think anything will. We think he'll get at least one more game, and I mean. God knows, I mean, how many more he gets after that. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But look, hopefully you have enjoyed this podcast. Um, I hope you've enjoyed how little we've actually spoken about the football. I think there's about 20 minutes in the middle where we kind of argued about Ian Acho and that was about it, to be honest. But um, I've enjoyed it very much. Uh, Jack, have you had a good birthday? This is this has cheered me right up. So, and, and Rick's poem was uh, tremendous. I, I, I'm really touched by that, Rick. Thank you very much. Very no nice. worries, mate. All right, then, lads. Um, we'll leave it there and we're going to play out a bit more of the Manic Street Preachers. And by the way, I went through their back catalogue. And in terms of looking for like a sad, miserable song with, you know, lyrics that we could relate to, to that performance, I could have chosen pretty much any of their songs. But we went with this one. Um, enjoy your week. And yeah, we'll catch you next Sunday or Monday, depending if you subscribed or not. No.
Apologies for last night. So. Do you want me to rap anyone? Live for me a bit. No, we don't. Come on, who are you then? Ronnie Pickering. Oh? Ronnie Pickering. Oh? Ronnie Pickering. Who the fuck's that? Yeah, me. <laughs> Enjoy your week. See you next week, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.